everyone, welcome to this week's episode of A Self Love Story. I'm your host Olivia, as always, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate every single one of you who is here, who has pressed play, and who's taking the time to do something, to listen to something that will help them grow, what will help them make them better. So that's amazing. Thank you for being here. This week I was inspired to record this episode by one me and something that I needed to focus on but two I was reading about pillars of growth of personal development and this is one of the pillars that so many experts leading researchers in the self-development field say is so important to being the best version of yourself. The thing that I am going to focus on this week that one thing is resilience. Now I have not been a very successfully resilient person and I'm going to be completely openly transparent that that is my honest truth. I have a lot of other strengths, my empathy is good, my emotional intelligence is good, I've done a lot of growth but my resilience is really my downfall. And that's okay if you're listening and you can relate to that. You know, you're not alone. I, as somebody who is an empath, feel very deeply and it's hard to not take little things. I'm not going to say little things because that sounds like we're almost gaslighting ourselves, but things to heart. I take things to heart. I'm sensitive. And although I really love that about myself, it is also a lot to take on and it means we can become so easily overwhelmed. So this episode is going to be focusing not only on building resilience but also building resilience particularly as somebody who identifies as a highly sensitive person or an empath. Anyone listening that can relate to this you know let me know but if you're like me or you know most people because we're human you can be doing very well you can be making all these changes you can be disciplined but it just takes one little thing to knock that all away it just takes one thing to throw you completely off and resilience is our ability to remain flexible to cope with that to recover from any setbacks we might face to stay calm and adapt to certain external circumstances, right? And one of my favourite affirmations is my internal peace is not affected by external circumstance. I need to get that tattooed on my forehead because I write it down, I try and embody it, but we are human, we feel, and if you feel deeply, it's so hard to not shoulder all of that burden, all of those feelings. But we are not about perfection. It doesn't exist. Perfection does not exist. It's about progress and adapting or changing how we might react in the face of hardship, in the face of difficult times is progress and recognizing that it's something that perhaps we might struggle with is progress. Knowing that perhaps you are an empath, you are someone who does wear your heart on your sleeve, knowing that that is who you are can 
allow you to be more protective of your energy and where it is worth spending your energy and when it's worth protecting it. I actually, I've said on previous episodes, um, I use Superhuman app and I love one of the meditations about protecting your energy or calming meditations for empaths. They have been amazing for those days where I just feel completely overwhelmed, short circuiting. I'm just, just kind of existing, but I'm, my head is all over the place. So the American Psychological Association defines resilience as the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences. Put simply, it's our ability to remain flexible to be adaptable when either internal or external changes happen and that might be mental it might be our behaviors it might be our emotions it might be how we react to certain things and this is really aligned with my fourth episode which basically talks about taking 100% responsibility for ourselves Now, often we can change those setbacks, those difficult moments, the challenges, but we can change how we react to them. And it goes back to the equation that I spoke about in that episode. Event plus reaction equals outcome. We can't control the event. We can control our reaction. So I would recommend listening to that episode if you haven't already. It's quite a good basis for this. But, you know, growing as a person, being the best version of ourselves can't be conditional it can't be only when we have a good day and that's something I have not been good at and I'm going to be completely transparent that that I've not been good at that and on bad days I absolutely go into self-destructive patterns I go into self-indulgence and whilst to an extent after having a bad day at work you know having a pizza or something it isn't the end of the world but that is at the end of the day a maladaptive coping mechanism that as a once-off an odd time isn't the end of the world but it's not a great precedence to set if we do want to grow so that was me calling myself out there so how do we build skills that will allow us to be more resilient well first things first that is not going to happen overnight it's something we work on over time we will continue to have to work on and it's all about kind of building our skills our strength and maybe relying on people around us a little bit more to know that we are not the sole shoulders to face the burden so for example if this is a very stressful time at work and you're overwhelmed instead of just suffering in silence we could say I'm really really struggling with this can can anyone help me and that would save us the stress at the time the resentment leaving work and thinking nobody helped me you know all of that if we can just learn to say, hey, I, I need a hand. It's unrealistic to expect ourselves not to feel stressed, not to be emotional at times, not to feel sad, to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to feel things, but our bounce back rate, our ability to cope is such a good positive indicator for continued growth. And remember how important being kind is, and I don't only mean for other people, I mean for you. That is okay to feel how you're feeling. It's okay that you feel overwhelmed. 
I think when I heard the word resilience before, it made me feel really defensive and it made me kind of slip back into that mentality of being a victim, right? I used to think, well, you're not working 72 hour weeks, so why are you telling me how I should react to things? You're not watching people die on a daily basis, so why are you telling me I shouldn't be emotional? Things like that. I was being very reactive, very defensive, and kind of looking at reasons why I should feel negatively. And I'm really thankful for my past self for going through that and for being honest at the time that I was struggling, that I was taking on a lot of difficult things at work. And I really wish me in the past had an episode like this or someone to tell me, you know, you don't need to take this all on yourself. You don't need to to shoulder all of this worry. I also wish working in the healthcare field didn't make a lot of us feel like that. I wish we felt more supported, more able to talk about it. But oftentimes, particularly as doctors, surgeons, dentists, a lot of us, being emotional is seen as a failure, although things are changing now. There is this real culture of just get on with it. We all do it and we're okay. And I really, really struggled with that. And I wasn't resilient. I was emotional. I was defensive. I was in my emotional brain. I was not in my rational brain. And it affected everything, every part of my life. It affected my health. It affected my mental health. It affected my gut health. It affected my relationships. It affected my ability to function. Truly, and I know that sounds dramatic, but I was just existing as this defensive, reactive little ball of spite, of anger, of resentment. Honestly, that is the word that comes to mind, resentment. Resentment that I was in that situation, that I was really struggling with things I dealt with at work, outside of work, relationships, like patients, co-workers, all of that. And I'm sure people listening can understand stress of work, uni, studying, families, whatever it is for you, how much that leaks into other aspects of your life and how much that affects your ability to do things like getting up in the morning and meditating or doing yoga or doing a bit of exercise or getting steps in. When you are spending your whole time emotional, reactive, on edge, an analogy that I like for this is kind of carrying the sword. Mel Robbins talks about carrying this metaphorical sword with you, being ready to fight that was how I felt and I know so many people listening know that exact feeling the feeling that everyone's kind of out to get you in a way and that's okay allow yourself to feel how you feel know that we can't change it overnight but being aware of that and even clicking play on this episode is a step in the right direction being resilient isn't being perfect as said it's about learning what works for you in that moment whether that is simply removing yourself from a situation that's overwhelming you oftentimes at work or in personal relationship situations if something is 
overwhelming. It's draining my energy. It is, for lack of any better words, harmful. I will remove myself from that situation unapologetically and say, I'm going to remove myself from this situation. I need a little bit of a break. And you often do have to be your own advocate. And in order to be able to do that, you know, we need to have a good self-esteem to think we are worth standing up for and we are worth looking after. Even sometimes in the face of a workplace, it doesn't necessarily make you feel like that. I hope yours does. But realistically, a lot of us have workplaces that might not make you feel that way, that might not make you feel looked out for, cared about. You are cared about and you are your own advocate. So you're well within your rights to remove yourself from any situation that is making you feel that way. You're allowed to take five minutes unless it's a life-threatening situation and you're a doctor, then I get you. Sometimes you do just have to deal with it there and then. But most often than not, we can remove ourselves for a few minutes and take a breather. There's a lot of talk about neuroplasticity being a huge factor in resilience. If anybody listening here is neurodivergent, I am also neurodivergent. I'm diagnosed with attention deficit disorder with traits of OCD. Certainly do not have the normal malleable brain that can change at the snap of a finger. But it's not impossible. And also knowing that perhaps you are more sensitive to change, perhaps you are more of a thinker, you're an overthinker, you ruminate. Knowing that that is what your pattern will be is almost better in that you can predict that that is how you would react to something. And something that I like to say to myself, that actually one of my friends told me and I'm very grateful, is whenever I get into the spiralling, ruminating, going over things a hundred times a day, my friend very kindly reminded me to tell myself, your thoughts are not your truth. This is OCD talking. Your thoughts are not your truth. This is not reality. This is your brain in a fucked up way trying to protect you. And that does tie in nicely with removing yourself from the situation. Whenever I'm in the situations where I get into that way, just step outside and remind myself, this isn't me, this isn't true, this is my brain going to worst case scenario. This is not my truth. That is really helpful and I hope someone listening who's been in that situation that can help you just to remind yourself that your brain is trying to go to a worst case scenario in order to prevent it from happening. It thinks it's protecting you but in the process is making you very stressed and overwhelmed. And your ability to communicate with people at this time is also important. Taking that deep breath not shouting back, not being snippy, not being combative and just kind of closing your eyes, taking a breath and saying I need to remove myself from the situation for a little bit and that's okay. If your overwhelm is an argument or disagreement and if you're like me, also neurodivergent people will understand this and that you hate arguments, arguments are very painful, having disagreements are very painful and they can really feel like such a personal attack. Sometimes just in that moment to say, I might say something I don't mean, so I'm going to remove myself from the situation and and relax and cool down a bit so we can have a constructive conversation once we've both cooled down. I think that shows so much 
maturity and emotional intelligence to do that we all have been in that situation where reactively we have said things we don't mean and really regretted it i still feel bad to this day about some things i said out of anger that i didn't mean and taking the time and initiative to say i need to exit stage right at the moment and relax and we can have a more meaningful functional conversation once we have both parted ways and cooled down another part of building resilience for me which other places might not say is a part of it personally i really do believe this is is having a good cry i am a huge advocate for letting it out and I am someone, it's becoming clear in this episode, who does cry quite easily and it used to be something that I really hated but I love that part of me and I love that I feel so deeply and I cry out of love, I cry out of overwhelm, I cry out of anxiety, it is just kind of who I am and for a long time I was made to feel like it was a problem or, or something that needed to change but actually I love being an auntie that cries when my niece paints a cute photo because it's so cute and I really feel deeply so I am a huge advocate for letting yourself cry. I actually spoke to a psychotherapist about this and spoke about repressed emotion and how damaging it is particularly as children if we stifle tears if we try and stop crying and you know that cry we've all had that cry at one point where you are like out of control facial movements everything's coming your shoulders are going that kind of release often we do try and stifle tears so it doesn't get to that point but we really will be stifling our emotions and not releasing them and that will build up and they will come out in other ways and research is showing how damaging that is for a developing brain and what does that tell people you know I think it's actually from a place of not wanting to make other people uncomfortable and again comes from uh, people pleasing changing to make others happy kind of vibe but we will carry all of those stifled repressed emotions with us and they don't go away so If you've had a bad day, if you've had bad news, if you're going through suffering, an upheaval of some sort, and you want to cry, cry. If you want to be like me, you could even listen to really sad music or watch a really sad movie and cry even more. Let it out. You will feel so much better and I'm sure everyone listening understands that feeling that after you've had a good cry, you really do feel so much better. And as a side note, my skin is always better after I've cried. So it needs to be released. I truly wholeheartedly do believe that. So feel however you're feeling. Let it out. Do not feel like you need to stifle it. Do not feel that you need to appease other people. Let it out. Feel how you feel. And you will feel better from doing that. It will be a release. I don't understand how people can think we're meant to be more resilient by shoving everything down. It will just come out in other ways and it shows a level of emotional intelligence and maturity, flexibility and adaptability to situations to be able to acknowledge how you're feeling and deal with it. I also would recommend 
not letting today's problems leak into tomorrow. Uh, and that can come in many ways. It could be not wanting to go to bed after an argument without some form of resolution, even if that is, let's talk tomorrow when we're both a bit more level-headed. Or if you have had something really difficult happen or if it's been a really tough day for you, speak out loud, write it down. Some people even voice note, and I don't mean on WhatsApp to their friends, although absolutely you can do that too. I mean, some people literally record a voice note of themselves on their iPhone and just speak. And a few people I know do that and it really helps them. I am definitely a writer. I I like to write things down, but not everyone does. So you can find whatever might work for you. There's just all these apps now. You can use a journal app. The iPhone actually now has a journal app if you update your iOS. There's something for you however you want to deal with things. And the box breathing exercise, um, which is really handy, and I'm not going to butcher it, just Google it, but it's a breathing exercise that just kind of takes you back to now. And one thing as well that I'm going to mention about building resilience, and I can feel that I might get eye rolls when I say this, but it is practicing gratitude. In these moments, and on a really bad day, when I'm really grumpy, the last thing I feel is grateful. But I listen to a meditation, a writing meditation, or I just write down, even though this is really challenging at the moment, what is one thing I can be so grateful for? And that can literally be, I am so grateful the day is done and I'm in my bed. (laughs) I'm so grateful to be home. I'm so grateful that after that difficult day, I have a roof over my head and a safe bed to sleep in. Literally as simple as that. It really does help to change that perspective. Or I might say, even though just now it feels really challenging, I will be thankful for the strength this is going to give me in the future. I'm so thankful that I have been in a position where I have to communicate well and this has allowed me to develop those skills. I'm so grateful that I have empathy and care about other people so deeply that I do sometimes take things home. I hope these are examples that might help. If you are angry at someone, depending on which way it's going to go, you could say I'm so grateful that I have now been shown uh, this person is not worth keeping in my life or to be a bit more protective over my myself, my feelings, all of that. So as much as that's quite an annoying thing sometimes to hear, it really, really does help. Another thing that has been shown in study after study is being in nature in some way, whether that is literally fresh air for five minutes, spending time in somewhere green, in a park, with animals, even indoor plants. And this is why I buy myself flowers every single week. It's basically medicinal at this point, but... It makes such a difference and is so grounding. However, if you're listening to this in the UK or the Northern Hemisphere, you know that we are just coming out of the pits of winter. It is not an easy time for people who have a working schedule in the week, which most of us will, to spend time outside. Often it's dark, often it's cold and often it's rainy. How I have been doing this is going outside to just look up at the moon, just look for the stars for a few moments, 
I realise how this sounds and I sound like a crazy person but I got the night sky app and it shows you where all the constellations are and just taking that moment to to look up at the sky breathe in a bit of fresh air and also kind of remind ourselves of without getting deep at this moment I'm going into existential chats now but you kind of look up and it kind of reminds me how insignificant this moment will be at some point even though it doesn't feel like it if you're fortunate enough to have more pleasant outside environment go out and get a walk even pop your feet on the ground in the grass it's very healing for these times where we need it I also would recommend listening to my inner child episode often our stress and our reactions come from our inner child and honouring them will help and it could be doing things like finger painting music, getting a xylophone things like that just being a bit softer with yourself and doing things purely for fun purely for you and the last thing I'm going to say and it's something we all know but it's easier said than done is physically looking after yourself as well when we're so overwhelmed the smallest things can feel like such a chore but making sure you're washing making sure you're getting clean clothes on maybe doing some skincare going to bed early even when you want to stay up and doom scroll put your phone away that is a game changer I listened to Shock, a Mel Robbins podcast and she spoke about tucking our phones in for bed before we go to bed and I have gotten the habit of doing that and my sleep is better, my mental health is better, it's it's game changing. Spending less time on screens and more time looking after ourselves, whatever that looks like, will help. As I said, being overwhelmed can make functioning feel like the most difficult thing in the world and any small step that you manage to do at this time is commendable and even putting this episode on is amazing and remember to go easy on yourself life is hard sometimes and that's okay it's okay to feel how you feel we just need to make sure we don't let a bad hour turn into a bad day or a bad day to turn into a bad week and so forth you get the gist but I think there's a sweet spot between letting yourself feel how you feel, letting yourself process emotions, letting yourself cry if that's something you need, but also remembering that it won't last forever and it will pass. I really hope this episode has helped anyone listening. I, as I stated, have not been the most resilient person in my life and unfortunately through life experiences, kind of have been thrown in situations where I needed to have it and initially when that was developing it came across as a defensive combative chip on my shoulder kind of vibe and kind of through unworking that and learning to cope a bit better from looking after my own mental health my physical health everything else fell into place a little easier so remember the small incremental changes are the biggest changes and it's so worth it I'm sending so much love your way and thank you so, so much for listening. If you've enjoyed any of these episodes, if any of them have helped you, please do rate and review wherever you listen. It really, really helps. Follow me on Instagram at a self-love story pod. I'm also on threads and reach out to me, message me. I love hearing from you guys and it's been so nice to receive 
such kind words. I really, truly do appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.